0: Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's always nice to talk with you. We kind of did something similar before, but now this is like an official thing.
0: Did we? We had a conversation about this topic?
1: Uh, I think so. You did like a YouTube thing for, with it. Um,
0: huh. Back in the day? That, was, yeah. that, must, that must have been like 2000. You
1: don't remember our conversation?
0: No, I don't, actually. No, yeah, this was you a
1: YouTube talking about. We ended up getting into like mental health and past stuff.
0: Interesting. talk about
1: creatures for a little bit. The old gassy castle. No, <laughs> this happened. Um, I don't remember what you called it or if it was just a thing you just were doing.
0: Might have been quality time with Hutch. I was doing a little that's thing back then. That's probably what it was, yeah. yeah. thought about changing this name to that, but I like, I like the title. I'm glad I'm way. so forgettable. I appreciate that. <laughs> Who could forget you? No, it's me that's just generally forgetful, so I wouldn't take it personally. Oh, well, there you are! Look at you. You look so grown up now. There I am. What'd you say? You look like like such a grown up now, like a fully formed man. Thank
1: you. I have grays in my beard and everything.
0: I can't wait until I get grays in my beard. There's there's none yet. Maybe like if I looked like right some right there, but um, yeah. I'm I uh I look forward to the silver fox era of my beard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Bad. Okay. So, anyways, let's um let's do quick little introductions here. Hello, my name is uh, Hutch. I'm sitting here with Max, otherwise known as Gassy Mexican. Um, this is the Fitter That's Happier me. Pod. Hello, welcome. Thank you for your time. Um, on this pod, we just generally discuss mental health, general wellness tips, um, uh, with the goal of just basically trying to destigmatize the topic. So. The goal would be like if somebody listen uh, listening to this podcast if if this podcast was the reason why they decided to reach out to a therapist or somebody to reach out for help, that would be great um mm-hmm. so um yeah, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit uh I don't re- recall the last conversation that we had about mental health so and, and I was gonna say I don't see you talk about it too much, so um I didn't realize that you were that this was like a part of your story
2: Oh,
1: do you mean like in what context? The fact that we talked about something, some mental health stuff in the past before on a quality time, or in general?
0: Um, just sort of general, general depression, anxiety stuff. I, I just, um, you seem like such a, uh, put together professional person that you don't exude those kind of vibes.
1: I like to think that I'm. I mean, like you said, it's one of those things that is still you know a bit of a stigma towards it and stuff but if you're a streamer in general i feel like you've experienced some sort of battle with mental health and stress and stuff re, re, just regarding regarding to the job you know what i mean it's yeah. um i like to be i like to think that i'm fairly okay and stable and not you know too wonky in terms of um i guess mental health and stuff but um nobody's you know perfect nobody's uh and i, I think too like as you grow up you get You get more okay with the idea of being like, okay, I'm not okay. You know what I mean? In this time, let's figure out, I've gotten better at figuring out like, what can I do? Like, what's the cause and source of it rather than just freaking out and just letting it tumble? But I'm I'm just real quick introduction. I'm Mm -hmm. Max Gonzalez or Gassy Mexican. Um, I've known Hutch for a long time now and I, uh, Mm I make content on the internet and I've been doing it for a long while. Keep it nice and simple
0: um do you find that that with the job your mood corresponds with your analytics
2: um
1: you know to be perfectly honest i don't look at my analytics as much as a lot of other people do i'll look at them a little bit but i'm not in the back end like in the creator dashboard and stuff for twitch and stuff just like crawling through my analytics because i don't feel like that works well for me um if i did like look at it hardcore let's say just on the 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 cursory kind of staring at at like let's say viewership or um subs and all that stuff yeah i i've always felt like digging into that stuff too much can be really bad for you um because it's just this this mental gymnastics of trying to put yourself in a good mood and be happy and entertaining you know and open uh but that's a difficult thing you know what i mean to do when when you're like all the subs are down and so that's why like one of the best things I did ever, and any streamer can do is just don't look at your viewership. Don't look at try not to look at your subs before a stream or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so how does that work? Yeah, do I you don't t- I don't
1: dive into analytics that much
0: do you, for that so, reason actually. So do you just have the chat up when you're streaming? You don't yeah. have the the just chat
1: the, and just notifications.
0: Really, and how I do might
1: I'm, peek at at, at 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 like viewership if it's like there's like two po- two two spots I'll look at viewership middle of the stream like maybe uh and then end of the stream just to get an idea. You know what I mean. And even before I look, I'm to like, listen, you know, I always let's pretend that it's going to be lower than what you expect. And then we're good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just go in uh, preparing yourself for a lower number. Uh, um, and then if it's higher, you'll you'll be happier.
0: Interesting. So I think you've suggested that to me before and I tried doing it, but it's like I was <clears> like um, Bibin and, uh, and Lord of the Rings. I couldn't stop gazing into the Palantir. Like it just called yeah, me like I need to know in, in real time. It's really
1: hard. Yeah.
0: But I think I agree with you that when I do do it, I feel like the streams are better because I'm I'm completely just focused on the game that I'm playing banter with the chat banter with Mm -hmm. whoever I'm playing with. And it ends up just being a more positive experience emotionally for me.
1: It I I, I thought about it back and forth and it's 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 still good to have like a healthy awareness of who's watching, like how many people are watching. And you can always go back and see, like, you know, if you really do want to dive in the analytics of like what time your viewership spiked and all that stuff, what game you're playing. You can break down all of that if you want to. But for me, like, it just is no good for me to look at it while I'm, I'm. if it's lower than I expect it to be, and let's say I or I catch that there's a big sub drop or something like that, if I have my subs uh, open in the middle of the cast, that has no, there's, there's no way that's going to help me at all. It's just going to distract me. I'm going to be thinking about, oh, shit, you know, I just lost like 200 subs or whatever, or there's yeah. this ma- massive drop off. Or I felt like maybe, you know, because maybe chat was like more active or whatever, um i felt like there were this amount of people here but it's actually significantly less there's no scenario that that helps me out and just being no. able to focus on you know what you're doing what i'm playing and and being in a good mood and try my best to entertain uh that's the best way for me and and i'm i've done pretty good about that there's there's rare times that i'll check um here and there but yeah it's usually like some after i've been streaming for a good bit like somewhere in the middle towards like three fourths way through where I think I'm going to, uh, stream duration wise, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just helps out a lot. And I would suggest it, at least try it. It's hard to do, to get into a rhythm and, and a habit of doing it, but once you do it and, and you do get into a habit of it, not that it won't ever creep back in terms of like checking because we're curious by nature, but it helps me a lot.
0: Um, so sort of going back though, did you, so had you had experiences with, um, depression, serious anxiety when you, when you, <laughs> when you were younger, or was it the job that sort of brought those things out for you later on in life?
1: Um, I think probably when I actually did first have like anxiety and, and depression was going from typical age, like, you know, puberty and then going into high school. Mm. Uh, cause one, like my face was just exploding with acne and shit. And as a dumb kid i thought i'll just hide it by putting like my i'll grow my hair out longer and i'll hide it i'll put some gel i'll just put it right you know and hide everything that's on my forehead which of course like made it worse Mm -hmm. um and going into high school too whatever the placement tests that they have you take before you go in there um i did really well on them and as a result they put me in like honors stuff which i'd never i didn't plan on doing that and i was like sure i'll try it so i was just stressed about my acne i was stressed about extra workload um just from honors because in my experience honors is just like not bragging about that but it's just it's just extra work for the the same curriculum with Mm -hmm. less time to do it um so i was just stressed about all that and then there's not even taking into consideration the social aspect of high school and all these new people coming from different schools that you don't know and some of your friends know them so and and also i was just playing a lot of video games and just i did insulated at home i was a happy kid Mm -hmm. who was like myself who you see now but um that's cool. I just kind of went into my shell, and then year after year, as like you know, acne got better, and I started to come out of my shell a little bit more. I think honestly, like doing YouTube and stuff helped a lot with that, mm-hmm. just because I was kind of brushing up on being social, yeah, um, in a different way.
0: How did so? Um, if by the by the way, if you see me typing, I'm not um like browsing the internet. I type questions down so I don't forget them because I'm very yeah. That's fine. As you as you know, very forgetful person. No worries. But how did you get along with your um with your peers when you were when you were in grade school when you were in high school? Um. Did you have solid friendships? Were you picked on? How did that how did that work? I
1: didn't really get picked on so much. Um,
0: well you're pretty grade tall. School. You're a pretty tall guy. How t- were you always yeah. tall? Yeah.
1: Um maybe a little bit shorter than than I am right now. In high school I was this tall. Um mm-hmm. probably coming out of um middle school, I was pretty close to this height, maybe like six two, six three, and then I was like probably closer to six two, and then in high mm-hmm. school I was like six Um It wasn't like a huge growth spurt for me. I've always been pretty steadily tall. You know what I mean? And it just kind of scaled up. Um, Yeah. Grade school and middle school, I was fine, you know, because it's pretty much the same people that you, you know, rock with in in school and stuff. But then, yeah, going into high school, I don't think I really got picked on. I kind of got along with everybody. It was just that first freshman year that really fucking sucked. And then it sucked less the next year because I I was like, just take me out of the honor stuff. I promise I'm going to do a lot better. I'll be happier. And that that worked for me. Um, it's funny. Towards the end of high school, like learn, like as as far as growing socially or whatever, that's when I started to be a little more less shy about like impersonations and impressions and voices and stuff. And I'd share them like with some people, mm-hmm. and people were like you gotta listen to me. do this Joker voice, listen, to me. you know. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped a little bit in terms of like uh, bridge gap for other people that I didn't really associate with. But I, I generally was pretty neutral in high school. I don't think I really. It's fair to say I got picked on. People would like tease because there was the only teasing I really ever got. There's one dude in high school that looked like me that was called John King. And he was like Mr. Popular, you know, like a football guy and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing against him, but I just like looked like him. Me and him were similar looking. And so people would just call me John King all the time, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like from his like friend group and stuff. That's about it, though. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really get like teased. Really too much. Because again, like you said, like I'm not like a small dude. It'd be different if I was maybe like a foot shorter or something like that.
0: Yeah. I was always tall, but I was always very skinny. So I I did get picked on a good amount. Yeah.
1: That's the other bit in freshman year too. I was I was very skinny. Freshman year was the year that I like well, freshman junior, uh, I guess, or freshman sophomore rather. Um that was when I started to like work out and like actually work out a lot where I like kind of filled out more. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I was just like a twig, you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, there was one time in yeah, in high school and freshman year when we first started weight and lifting, like I had no experience in weightlifting. And it's just the bar that they have us like picking up and then like holding up and doing that, you know, kind of kind of action with it while standing. And I just fucking fell forward like and just ate shit like on some. Gym equipment
0: Oh no <laughs> It's this, like
1: skinny ass freshman oh,
0: Everybody no. saw
1: it And it was just like One of those things People were laughing at me When I got off the bus and stuff Did just, you get hurt? I didn't get hurt It was just pride You know <laughs> It was actually like One of those things that happened And I was like Alright fuck this shit I'm gonna I'm gonna lift a lot of weights
0: mm-hmm. So never <laughs> happens pretty again Yeah Yeah um, But other about, than that I didn't get too, too teased uh, What about your parents? Did you, did you have a good relationship With your parents? Was it contentious? Yeah
1: Yeah I, I think overall I have pretty, pretty solid upbringing in childhood. There's nothing like too crazy that was going on. My parents are still together too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really had too much. There's no, not a whole lot. I choose there. Um, were I they, mean, my um, brother got along. Oh, you, you,
0: oh that's gonna I was going to ask you. Do you have any, um, how many siblings do you have?
1: I have one brother. He's, um, he's like five years older than me, five okay. and a half or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, other than just like regular brother teasing and, and stuff like that. It's just, we get along pretty well.
0: And were your parents sort of outwardly expressive when it came to um, supporting you? you know, like did, did they give you lots of encouragement? or Because everybody that I talked to, like uh, pretty much everyone that I've talked to so far, they had like a very stoic, stoic disciplinary father and then a more warm mother.
1: I don't think that's really the case with me. My dad's more silly. Like my, both my parents are silly. And my dad for a bit, you know, he'd be stern and, and you know, authoritative and disciplinary when he needed to be, but mm-hmm. he's like a pretty, he, he's like a, a big part of the reason I think I learned a lot of like just being able to talk with other people and talk, strike up a conversation with kind of anybody. He's a very easily communicative dude. He's just always, he's he's the guy in like a party. If there's like a, a scuffle or something like that, he'd be the one to talk everybody down, you know? yeah um and he's also tall too like he's he's a pretty big guy um but um yeah he my mom too she's i think my mom would probably be the more stricter one. she still is like nice but not like in like a tyrannical sense where she was like overbearing, maybe sometimes, but um there's a good there's a good kind of balance between the two of them where they were serious when they needed to be. But my dad is probably the one who like would act that classic act serious and act angry because he mm-hmm. needs to be So like, you know, because I did some bullshit with my brother or whatever. Right. But then actually it doesn't actually feel that way. He's just doing it because he has to be a dad, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. What about you? So what about you at your worst? Like, how do you, how are you able to identify that, that you have, some kind of mental health issue that needs to be addressed, some kind of need that needs to be fulfilled or um, something along those lines. Like, how do you, um, how can you tell that you're not doing great? Um,
2: that's hard because sometimes it, it's different. different. I'm not sitting here
1: like I'm somebody who anguishes with, with mental health all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, at my worst, I don't know. I think... It's, it's, I guess I get quiet. I'm quieter than,
1: than I usually am. If somebody were to like watch the stream, um, I don't know. I feel like viewers would just be able to tell. There's, it, there's a thing with streaming in general, too, just, um, where you, the viewers get to know you after a long time and they can tell when you're off, which is why if there's like a really bad mental health day, I don't stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think at my worst is probably just, you know, numbers going down and stuff. Probably, uh, I think one of the worst times actually was, was, and not to talk about it too much. Uh, we can talk about as much as you want. We talked a little bit uh, about the creatures and stuff, but after the, I left the creatures, that shit sucked. Cause that was like, that was the foreseeable future for me, you know? And that was like where I was living in Colorado. Um, yeah. Uncertain future. Is this going to keep going? Who's going to stay with you as far as like your fan base? Um who's who's not, you know. That that fucked with me a lot.
0: Yeah, if you feel comfortable getting into that as much as you as much as you want, but because that was a significant moment in in your life. You were a part of this group, um, a very successful at the time group of uh YouTubers and streamers. And uh if memory serves me correctly, you had upended your life, right? You had uprooted your life and moved, like physically moved to be in that. Yeah, that was the
1: first time pretty much for most of us that we we moved we moved out of there. Uh, out of where, you know, where we're living at home. And we all moved to um, Denver, Colorado and uh, lived in a house, like a big ass house.
0: And you weren't, um, you weren't that old at the time either, right? You were probably what, 21 or twenty. 20, yeah, uh,
1: 21, 20, around there. I think it was like 21, just turned 21. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, that's a, that's a significant, significant moment. And if something like, if I put myself in your shoes, if I would have, if, if I would have um, experienced something like that, it would have been fucking rough um that would yeah. be tough to get to
1: that's probably like if i'm actually thinking about it, like my lowest that's probably because because it was com- combined with the fact that i was young and i wasn't emotionally equipped to deal with all that you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: considering what had happened and stuff i I feel pretty good about like how things turned out and and how eventually it, it it it's fucked up too because it's like that's your friend group as well i didn't really have any other friends there it was like we were just the only people that that I associated with for the people that I moved out there with because they were like my friends, you know, and we didn't really outside of work associate with too many people outside of, you know, just our our, our group and our business and, and streaming and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why I moved out of Colorado, too, because there was nothing keeping me there um, and I didn't feel tied to it at all. There was no one really to hang out with. So it was just kind of lonely. I mean, at the time I was I, I had Renee and I was with, you know, my girlfriend, but. Other than that, you know, your social structure and system that you d- depended on, you know, for both obviously work and also just free time is now no longer a thing. Uh, yep. So I made a decision like, well, I just got to get out of here. I need a new new start, you know. So we moved to California and that was a lot better because Diction was out there and mm-hmm. some other friends were out there and it just seemed like a better fit because at the time too, Twitch being much, much smaller was like, well, the Twitch offices are there too. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that work there. Um, and it was, you know, it worked out better that way.
0: That to me, um, I don't know if this is the case for you, but so much of my identity is shaped by the people that I surround myself with. Um, mm-hmm. So being with Asmi, for example, for the last six years has changed me, you know, uh, I'd, yeah. I, would, I would say for the better. But, but, but the people that you... Sp- associate with the people that you surround yourself with they will have an impact on the way that you behave the way that you see the world and when so much of your identity is wrapped up in a group like that and then yeah you no longer have that I imagine you must have been um maybe confused maybe there's some self-doubt well what's wrong with me you know like why did this happen like yeah. uh sounds um tumultuous emotionally is what I'm trying to say
2: yeah
1: there was a lot of just like in uncertainty because you know when you up till that point like that had, that has been how I got into um, machinima making movies and stuff and silly videos and then commentary as that was spinning up and then we kind of just made content together as a group and it, be, it it was actually just it started as a podcast the creature um, creature talk the, the podcast there so and then as it got more and more popular and our group became more and more known you know it became this thing that just evolved so it's like you know, we all grew together um, with this thing. And when that radically changes and shifts, when that's all you've known, you know, uh, as, as far as content creation, and this is now how you earn your money and your, your paycheck, because I didn't plan on being a content creator back in then, that time, all that was still evolving. And it wasn't like, you know, we didn't have people before us that you watched and you were like, well, you know, it'll probably be all right because these people pivoted to other things. It's like, no, this is all you've known so what do you do now and how much of this big fandom and how much, what percentage of your channel and your viewers um, are there for you and who's there for, you know, the fact that you were just associated with this group. So that's right. why I like, I even, there's a video still, it's probably my biggest viewed video on my channel. Uh, we're just like, important update please watch and it's like me on the verge of tears
2: <laughs> like yeah.
1: talking uh about the situation and how i'm not about the i'm not a part of the group anymore yeah and i hope you guys will stay etc
0: i don't know about you but i can't watch any more old videos <clears throat> of me it's really hard for me to stomach yeah. watching yeah it. um is that the case for you
1: yeah it depends on on what era i guess uh, sometimes it's fun to watch just just to see how much you've improved um but yeah, old videos like that in general, you just you just know so much less about your craft and just as a a person, <laughs> so it's very yeah. very. I don't invoke the word cringe very often, but yeah, it's you know you can feel real like oof, you young young boy you.
0: <laughs> so you said that you didn't have any initially. You didn't have plans to be a content creator, which is news to me. So how did you get into it? You just kind of fell into it. Um,
1: the earliest like of me doing anything in terms of recording gameplay and video games. It came from me making machinima the not, uh, not associated with machinima.com. This is before machinima.com was anything really. Machine um,
0: cinema. you, would, you know.
1: Machine cinema, making movies with uh, you know, a video game engine of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I started with like Halo two and, and then obviously Halo three when that came out, I made just silly like glitch and trick videos, how to get out of, you know, a map or, mm-hmm. A video of like two tanks looking like they're having sex, and it's set to the song Let's Get Physical, you know, that stupid shit like that that I thought was funny.
0: Um, I mean, that's objectively right? funny. So, in your defense, yeah.
1: I wish I had some of those old, old videos because God, talk about like <laughs> they'd be funny to watch, but they'd be really, really <laughs> very, very bad. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, I made a lot of those types of videos um, by myself, and then friends that I had on Xbox Live would help me. Um, I used to be part of, like, a clan, on you know, because Halo 2 was all about clans when that stuff came out, called Clan Digital Sin, where we had a website and forums <laughs> and stuff when we were making um, all sorts of stuff.
2: <laughs> Digital uh, Sin. This, nice.
1: This is in the days okay. before, uh, like, YouTube was YouTube was around, but it was, like, really shit. <laughs> like, most people don't remember, like, the beginning of YouTube was terrible. Most people were using, for, like, video stuff, they were using PutFile.org, I think. Mm-hmm. PutFile.com or PutFile.org. And then for Halo, like people making Halo Machinima, there was Halo Grid that people would just literally directly upload to Halo Grid and you would just share links on their forums and stuff. Yeah, 4 by 3 320p. Yeah, Yeah. terrible, terrible stuff. I was recording Mm -hmm. on a, which was actually more advanced at the time than I would realize, but it sounds more ghetto. I was recording on a DVD recorder, so I didn't have a capture card. It was just a DVD recorder that I, like, fixed multiple times myself out of necessity, Hmm. Um, and I just had blank DVDs, and I would, you know, burn it onto them and then rip them onto my computer. Um, So how did you, if I, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, No, I was saying if I, if I knew, or if I had a better system that could handle that like footage and stuff well enough, like a more powerful rig. And I had the knowledge of it. The quality would have been way better. (laughs) The quality of the actual captures were really good because it was a DVD recorder, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the capture cards at the time were were actually not very good compared to, but uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I was, like, self-teaching myself everything.
0: So how did you, how did you get into doing it for a job? Like, when did it first occur to you, like, oh, uh, yeah, I think I could do this for work and actually maybe might be able to support myself?
1: So, yeah. So I met up with um, people like Kutra or Jordan um, and, and um, Spoonerism, some of the earliest uh, people that I, that I met with that. Um, Zero Viking as well. Um, mm-hmm. He was back then, like, one of the earliest creatures and stuff. Um, and we were making machinima, and then as commentary started like becoming a thing, we were like, "We can do this." <laughs> like you know, like this is easy. Because at the time, you know, like we we were kind of you know the mindset like we're taking all this. We're, you spend all this time trying to put together like a cool machinima that takes a lot of work, and no one gives yep. a shit about it. Yeah. Like fuck it, let's just do commentary. We can do that. We're already shooting the shit anyways while we're playing games and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's how it happened. We just did that um individually on our channels and also you know obviously all collaborating together and then like i said the group of us ended up kind of being called the creatures um based off i think it actually came from call of duty it was like there was a weird glitch walk that you could or like move that you could do while laying down and one of the uh, i think jordan's friends i don't remember his name he kept saying calling it like saying you look like some weird creature
0: are you talking and about the just, world at war um uh, what do you call it? Sna- they call it snaking. So like when you go from prone to standing up, it just looked like very, very odd.
1: It might be that. Oh I'm not, I'm not, it could be that. It was one of the Call of Duties. Um, but that's where it was like derived from. And um, yeah, so we, we had the group, the, the creatures, uh, and we just made a, we had a, a, it was a streamed podcast called Creature Talk. Um, and then we would just like upload it to YouTube afterwards. And then eventually, you know, when it became more popular, like as far as podcasts on the various places you can get it. Yeah. Um, and that group just evolved with us. Then shifting over to just gameplay stuff and silly videos of of games, rather than making machinima because it was just one easier to do. We were having more fun doing it, and people cared more about about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the commentary thing, and I remember at the time feeling really guilty, um, because I had just because machinima yeah. had Machinima, Why? Yeah, you should have felt. No, I'm no. I,
1: just to touch on that. <laughs> I wanted to say like. We were looking at you guys as you were coming in, like, who the fuck are these guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, Nanners, all these Sark and everybody. We didn't hate you guys, but it was like, you know, Machinima respawn, commentary. And we're like, look at shit they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this takes no skill at all, <laughs> like, you know, oh, compared to like what we were doing. We're like, because Machinima up till that point was focused on what we were doing, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't commentaries, it was just like making silly videos whether it be like comedy ones or ones that are more serious or whatever, super nerdy shit. Um, but yeah, when you guys came in, I remember us talking about you guys and being like, who the fuck are these guys?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you talk about low effort. There was one time where shore wars, he let me know that they were going to go on break for, for um, the holidays. And so if I wanted to get some videos in for like a three week sweat stretch, I needed to get them all in by like two days from then. And yep. at the time, I was working with a really shitty laptop that was not built for editing. So it took me eight hours to render a single HD um, uh, 720p video for, for, mm-hmm. for Machinima. Even at, with an incredibly low bitrate, like a 2K bitrate, it still took like yep. eight hours. And so I needed to cram like four or five videos into one <clears throat> recording session. I didn't write anything down. I didn't like, you know, I didn't think like what direction do I want to go with this video? I literally yeah. just I would I would put a gameplay in the in the in the timeline and just start record and just fucking bullshit for and, and I just shit out like five videos. Um no effort whatsoever and then all the videos just fucking exploded. And I was very much aware of the fact that people had been making machinima where it takes, you know, weeks, sometimes months. Of yeah. voice capture and game capture and writing to, to, to have those things um, come and Just more worship. involved
1: in making it. That's all. Like, you know, it's not necessarily that like the end results, because there's a bunch of shitty machinimas. It's not like sure. everyone is inherently good, but most of them are garbage, to be perfectly honest. But there's just more involved with, with, with making it. And if you've been doing it for a bit at the time, we're like, why are we putting this much effort into, into what we're doing? If <laughs> nobody cares, it's becoming kind of like this dying art form. Yeah, uh, of the time you know where it was something that people were more interested in, and then commentary and gameplay and all this stuff were were coming up, and we were just looking at it like, all right, well let's just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so much easier, and yeah. we already have this kind of like uh, good back and forth amongst each other, anyways. So we might as well just do that.
0: No, but I felt very, I felt very bad. Um, I good. mean, I, I enjoyed. I'm glad. I hope you have the worst <laughs> mental health in
1: your life. From your guilt, well, listen, you bastard.
0: I, listen, I was exploding, so I, I didn't feel that bad. But I right. felt I felt bad enough to so that I, I just assumed I'm like, if I was them, I would fucking hate me. And and um, I don't like the idea. I mean, back then it meant more to me. It means less to me now. But back then it it did kind of matter to me what people thought, and I didn't want people to dislike me, even people that I yeah. disliked, even people that I actively disliked. I didn't want them to dislike yeah. me. So so I did a lot of um, I tried my best to to spread the love and to, and to, to, you know, share my platform and spotlight with as many people as I could. Um, I think I did a pretty good job, but I, but I felt I I did feel very bad about that. Um, but okay. So let's, let's bring it back to, to the industry stuff. Um, what are some of the things about this industry, about this line of work that you don't like? And, uh, how do you insulate yourself from those things? Um, yeah.
1: um now it's probably just the disingenuousness of a lot of people that are in it both that have been in it for a long time and people that are trying to come up in it because it's so much harder to get into and it goes back to like a lot of the people that i know have been really successful uh tend to be people that got into it just for fun um there's just a lot of two-facedness you know um and it's there's the snakes in the grass, and there's just people that you think are genuine that are not, and it ends up resulting in me just kind of staying it with my like group. It's not that I'm opposed to like associating with with other content creators or collaborating if I genuinely think that it might one make some cool content or stream or whatever, but I'm a lot more careful and wary about it just through experience, and I generally can weed out you know who's there to just use you as a stepping stone to get to someone else Um. uh in general i I think everybody's so obsessed with becoming uh, famous or getting money through this because it, it seems like such an easy way to do it easier than becoming like, you know, an actor or something like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Harder now, obviously Uh, it's not that it's easy, Um, but there's still a lot of that. Once, once all of this became more like mainstream and stuff, it started attracting the eyes of a lot of people that really don't actually care about like any of this. They just see it as an easy way to, to, to get fame or some, clout or notoriety or whatever or anything like that um yeah so i guess that <laughs> um the cutthroatness of it and that's part of the reason too why i don't really fuck with youtube as much as i used to because that is just so heavily ingrained now into the process of making content on youtube is just the game of youtube
2: mm-hmm.
1: having the right titles having the right thumbnail like hopping on the the, the 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 most recent trend and all that stuff yeah um i just don't have that in me to do that um, no. I've always been like, I'm just going to make stuff that not to say that, like just be stagnant and stale. Uh, cause I've been, you know, guilty of doing that before and, and just kind of doing the same thing and then stuff falling off. But I, it's just not within me to do that kind of thing where I want to play the game as it were. No. Um, and, and try to collab. I'll still collaborate with people here and there, but it's gotta be just because I think it'll actually make good streams and stuff and be beneficial for both. Like I, even if they're larger than me, I think I can, bring my own like i'm confident in my ability to entertain as a creator but um and and i think i can if i think i can't bring something to the table i won't do something you know mm-hmm. if it's like some um context where i think i just don't fit i won't do it regardless of of if it'll be like good for me you know in terms of like getting out there because that's just i, I In the end, I'm just not going to, I'd rather show like my skills and me being on my game, you know, than, than just collaborating with somebody because it's X name,
2: you know?
0: Yeah. That's Um, the biggest
1: thing that I don't like.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but back then, um, in the beginning when I started to really blow (laughs) up, um, there was an emotional need that was being, fulfilled for me. So, Mm uh, from from, dopamine rush that I would get from like reading the comments, seeing the amount of comments that I would get and just just seeing how much attention I got, uh, felt really good. Uh, and there was a, there was a, there was an emptiness in me at that time that it helped to fill. Um, and so the fact that so many people wanted to do videos with me or, you know, like, have me follow them on Twitter and shit, just like stupid political stuff like that. Um, It sustained me for a while um, and it, and it lifted me up. Uh, But it, it, but it ended up being a house of cards for me because I, I I started to realize that none of it was real. (laughs) And I started to miss like my friends that I had before all the YouTube stuff uh, and the genuine authentic moments that I would have with them. Um, And, and uh, you know, that was really one of the, one of the main reasons why, I, I stepped away um, when I did in in 2012 for like six months is because it all it felt it felt like toxic toxic sludge just fucking oozing off of me um, yeah. when people people would you know that I had just met that day they would come up introduce themselves and then pull out a camera and start vlogging like without God, like me yeah. to, without it's me like worst. saying anything <laughs> and I just felt like such a fucking dirty whore and I hated yeah. I hated the way that it made me feel and like that is probably like the number one reason why I got out of the game when I did. I wonder if you've had um, sort of a transformation yourself of like, how did the attention feel in the beginning? And then did that change over time?
1: Well, obviously like, you know, the attention feels good. And especially when you're first growing like that and things are all new and sparkly and all that, Uh, even more so, I think for our case, because a lot of this was still being developed, but like the, the, the railroad tracks of content creation were still being like laid down. You know in the earliest sense yeah um so everybody was kind of figuring it out as you go there wasn't like this now precedent of of youtubers doing this and whatever you know that that culture was was still evolving um i forgot what the
0: fuck your question was <laughs> i was asking you uh, no that's okay i was asking you about um the the process of like getting a lot of, of attention in the beginning yeah and then attention that... and then to now yeah, right yeah did it so every car did...
1: every, every content creator is a bit of a narcissist in some aspect like you're looking for attention right every every streamer uh you, you want that validation it's part of the reason why streaming is so cool and why i decided to do streaming because it's that instant interaction and validation and like you said dopamine when people are watching or they're liking what you're doing there's a, a better connection there um i'm less reliant on that though in terms of like especially in the YouTube sense of going to check the comments. I don't really ever look at my comments and stuff. I upload more YouTube now than I did like, I don't know, a couple of years back. Um, but mm-hmm. just by way of just having somebody who helps me, you know, edit and put up videos in there and stuff. So that way, those who still want to catch YouTube content, because there's people that will just be adamantly, I'll always watch YouTube over Twitch because just, they don't want that. It might be work or just, it's just a type of content that they can consume. They can't like go find a bunch of VODs or, or always tune in live. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the the difference swing back then, yeah, I'm just you know I'm more experienced in this space. I understand that it, that is not everything um, and having like I think the biggest thing for me is lasting success in in a sense is much more important to me than just f- flaring up and having like you know like exploding, you know what I mean if that happens, great, it's not like i wouldn't I wouldn't uh wouldn't try to to have more growth and more subs and all that stuff of course that's like the goal but that's not everything for me it's i've found that like if i can pay my bills and live fairly comfortably i don't need to always be you know popping on the latest trend and try and trying to chase that because that just it's never enough no matter what level you're at it's never enough so it's not so much a a lack of like motivation and and trying to like you know up your content and your game and stuff you always still try to do that mm-hmm. but it's just can't you can't let it get to that toxic level where you know you're comparing everything to your next just just your peers you're looking at your previous numbers from when you did youtube like years and years ago uh that's when it just eats you away eventually i don't i just yeah. i can't operate like that uh personally otherwise i become a toxic just terrible mess and i oh, think that's yeah. how people turn into monsters
0: yeah you see it happen all the time like um there are some names that come to mind i'm not gonna say it, but like you like some people had very public meltdowns because uh mm-hmm. the popularity that they that they once enjoyed um yeah. wasn't wasn't didn't end up being a long-term thing and uh the self-destructive nature of jealousy and envy can be incredibly toxic and so that's not something yeah. that i would say is like very natural to me. Like I don't jealousy. I wouldn't say it's not like a big part of my life. Like I have a lot of friends that are just, just straight up rich, just rich, yeah. rich, just, you know, yeah, mansions absolutely. and fucking just, they are, oh, yeah. they and their kids are just set for life. And I don't think about their wealth very much. I don't look at their lives and think like, Oh, I wish I had that. Um, because I, I started to, you know, after, after I sort of let go of my attachment to the superficial, um, pleasure that you get from validation from like anonymous people on the internet. When I started to separate myself from that, I started to realize that what was most important to me was my actual relationships. Um, Relationship with my family is really important to me. Relationship with my girlfriend is very important to me. Relationship to my friends are really important to me. And so I found myself trying to make more of an effort to be like a better son, a better brother, a better partner. I mean, I'm not perfect. Obviously everybody fucks up and does stupid things sometimes, but the experience of going through what I went through with becoming really popular on YouTube um, got me to a place where I started it, it started to focus back on on the on the people in my life, and um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm much much happier. And if I I don't know about you, but if I ever find myself sort of like if I'm scrolling through Twitter and I find myself getting a little of jealousy, I end up yeah. just I end up muting a lot of people, you know, people that I don't yeah. even dislike, but I just mute them yeah. because I because I don't want to make that space anymore. I mean, do you do you have do you do similar practices?
1: I've, yeah, I've done that, um and I don't really feel bad about it. It's just you know sometimes too, it's like a day mute or like a week mute. And you're like, I'm going to mute you for a little bit because it seems like you know this is just something that it's going to wake up something in my brain that I don't really want to um to associate with. And I'd still be friends with, with obviously these these people, but sometimes you can't help where your brain goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't make you like somebody that's just full of, of, of envy and greed, but just we as humans are. It's, sometimes shit like that just hits home. Like maybe somebody makes content that you 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 have made before or or you think you could do like a better job or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. like let's say with me say somebody makes like a, a video of like some impersonations or something and blows up really big and i think the video is not very good because the impersonation is not that great like i could do a better i know 100 percent i could do a better job uh-huh. older max now is like listen just take a step back maybe mute that concept <laughs> like maybe we just we just uh you know take the healthy approach and 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 don't engage with that so much uh so yeah, absolutely. If I, I'll mute people here and there. I don't usually mute people permanently unless it's like something where I think like that's never going away, you know? Yep. Uh, I'm also not opposed to like unfollowing somebody if I think it's just fundamentally something that, that's just going to bother me or whatever, you know? Um,
0: it's so political though. Like I, I, there are people that I actively, <laughs> it there, is, yeah. there are people that I actively dislike that I still follow, but I just have them muted just, just cause yeah. I, do, I don't want, I've done that too. Yeah, for sure like it feels like because it feels like you're sending a message right like even though even though you're not right it could just be about you and like i just yeah. don't want this kind of content on my feet or whatever but you don't want to do that and then all of a sudden maybe they notice it or and then you see him at a fucking after party at e3 or whatever and it's awkward and it's just easier i don't
1: to, yeah i don't i don't unfollow a lot of people like it, it doesn't happen i think this is also too at this point i've curated like the people that i follow to the point where I, the, the chance that someone's going to do something real dumb where I need to unfollow them is pretty rare. Um, but I will unfollow somebody if I really do think like, hey, they just did something fucked up and they can be upset about it or whatever. It's fine. And if I see them in person, I'll just tell them straight up why, why I unfollowed them. It's fine. Yeah, doesn't mean I hate somebody. Sometimes it means I hate somebody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Very rarely. Um, I've always tried to be pretty blunt and, and to the point. Um, and even more so as an adult. Even if stuff is uncomfortable. People so often on the internet take something like an unfollow, whatever is just like, you hate me fundamentally. Yeah. Um, People unfollow me too. And I, I understand why people unfollow me just because I, I don't tweet that much. And when I do, it's like, I'm going live. (laughs) Right. <laughs> or it's like a sponsored tweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grapple with that sometimes. People are like, I should share more. But then I'm on Twitter more. And I don't want to be on Twitter more.
0: Don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not good for you. I, t- no. Take it from me. I'm trying to spend no. less time on social media these days. And I'm happier, too. I, the less time I spend on Twitter, for sure, for sure, 100%, I am much more grounded yeah. and centered and present and um, yep. just overall better. But
1: I'm on Twitter as much as I need to be. Uh, and sometimes I'll have like bouts of you know a day or two where i'm tweeting more just because some stuff's happening in my life or whatever that i want to share or, or whatever i'm just feeling more social and then that twitter sludge starts to hit on my timeline I'm like this is <laughs> this is terrible mm-hmm. uh no, that's, that's why good. i uninstalled tiktok as well because that shit just ate so much time and i was just so like this is so, this content is garbage
0: Wait, <laughs> like, I thought there's TikTok good stuff was like, on there i thought tiktok but, tiktok isn't tiktok like way more positive than twitter
1: yeah I think I think it's more the creator in me was just like this fucking shit is getting this amount of attention you mm-hmm. know uh and then also too, the other side of it was there is some good shit on tiktok as soon as you've like it's figured out like what you like you know uh yeah. and it's just like a time sink of like three hours and I didn't like like a good portion of my day just going away so I uninstalled it I just have people other friends of mine send me stuff and they're like you should watch this that's better to me rather than just endless scrolling I've really tried to cut down on just the moments i feel like a a fucking zombie sitting there addicted to being on my phone
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i just i can't deal with that and then a lot of it too is just also like me the jaded me who's just like god this is terrible this is terrible content Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh i don't like like feeling that way
0: i don't like being overly critical of of other people's either content or art so like a lot of people in my chat think that i love every movie that i see But I just don't like talking about movies that I don't like. I would much rather spend my time talking about stuff that I like. And um, Mm -hmm. if I find myself in a place where I'm kind of doom scrolling and and being really judgmental of other people's shit, then usually it's an indication there's something going on with me. Like, I'm not I'm not happy with something in my life. And so when I see other people that are happy or successful or something, it's just a reminder that I need to care of something that's definitely Um, yeah
1: that's definitely a thing that i've come to to realize as well too but sometimes too it's just like uh, this is i just gotta not look at this
2: (laughs) yeah
0: well i want to talk a little bit about um identity that's always been such a um fascinating topic to me like what is the nature of self like who am i that kind of thing and um uh and and how confusing it can be to have a strong sense of your own identity when you do content creation especially if I put yourself in your shoes, you know, I got started with when I was like 26, if I would have gotten started when I was 18 or 19 or 20, um, (laughs) I think that would have been really confusing for me because so much of your identity early on when you're first experiencing like a big surge of growth or whatever, so much of your identity is wrapped up in your online persona and you know, how you outwardly present yourself in videos doesn't necessarily fully encapsulate who you are. Um, and I wonder if, if, you, if you've had similar, similar struggles. Like, have you ever had any moments in the last 10 years or so of doing content creation where you uh, were confused and just asked yourself, like, who the fuck am I anymore? You know, like, because if you spend all your time, like, as gassy Mexican doing these funny funny voices mm-hmm. and podcasts and getting into character a little bit when you're playing games, like, how do you turn that off when, when you stop recording? And, you know, wh- what kind of a person are you outside of all that?
1: Um... I've definitely had times where that's been obviously, you know, the the aforementioned transition from being like a part of the creatures to just being a solo content creator was was one of those like, okay, what does this mean? Like what kind of content am I going to create? Um hopefully people understand like me as just an individual like making content like they're that's interesting enough. I don't think I've suffered as much as a lot of other people have in terms of um having this online persona because I very consciously from an early early onset of of content creation, I've always attacked it with like, I'm just going to be me as much as I can, but a more energetic and so I'm trying to put on a show and I always still tell people that. And that was a very conscious decision because I had seen people, especially during the days of, you know, uh, commentary booming and people having these different personas and stuff, how... One, you have to keep up that that act going, or someone even even just somebody who's like super high energy, you know, like that that's just their thing. Like when they're on cast, they turn it on. They're like, "Hey guys, what's going on? We got a new video today talking about the whatever sniper." You know, I knew I was never going to do that kind of content, just because I couldn't sustain that, and and I I knew that from from way back when. Um, so I don't have I haven't I don't have as much of a, a grapple with that. I think for me it was more. Um. well actually the best way to, to the, the best struggle I've had since we brought up like voices and impersonations and things like that people just knowing me for just voices and stuff that's been a very conscious reason to why I never just did a lot of like straight up like here's like 20 voices I can do or whatever mm-hmm. and part of me is a little regretful of that just because you know there were probably times that I should have done that just because why not you know yeah. but I was always so worried about being just known for that I mean even just like the Morgan Freeman thing that I can smell you stuff for a long time I like that fucked with me a little bit cuz I was like I don't want to be just known as that guy you know <laughs> forever yeah. um but I also understand the attention that that got that so many people found me through that that still watch me to this day so older yeah. max understands the positive you know much more than just being entrenched into like the I don't want to be just the voice guy you know what I mean like, yeah. I, because, because I knew that, would, that that would that had a shelf life too, and who knows, you know, all this might have a shelf. It all has a shelf life, but yeah. I figured that it goes back to like having that gimmick of just people expecting you. And for a while, people just wanted voices from me all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, because there's other videos that I've done things like that with. Um, but it was very conscious effort and decision for me to not make a lot of that kind of content, even if it would have been better for my career overall and, and blown me up more because I'm certain it would have. Yep. And I've had this conversation with several like really good friends uh and one of them even one time he was just like he's a Twitch employee or former high up Twitch employee um mutual friend I'm not going to name him but uh he was like one time at a party he's like you could be so much bigger than you you are right now if you just did that. You know that? And I'm like, yeah, I know, but then I'd be that guy forever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would much rather have like a decent amount of success and and still be able to pay my bills and stuff then just always be expected to be this songbird that just spits out fucking you know the voices that everybody wants because I, I I did not see that being good for me long long term
0: yeah when it, when I look back on the kind of person that I was when I first started um doing the videos, I was very uh loud in and, and yeah, uh, I don't know about, I don't know about antagonistic maybe, but like, I always wanted to involve myself in whatever conflict was going on. Like I always mm-hmm. had an opinion and my opinion fucking matters. And so I'm going to fucking talk about it on Twitter. And so like every little bit of drama that was going on with parties that weren't even involved with me, even peripherally, I would yeah. still like, you know, I would still like jump in and, and Give I was, two cents. yeah, I was treated like, I was treated like a leader. By yeah. by you know by my peers and by the audience, and so that made me, you know, want to act the part I suppose, and um, and I you know I thought I was being authentic at the time, like I, th- I you know I was like this is this is just me, this is who I am, and uh, it got to a point where all of a sudden I started to think to myself like huh I don't think I like the, me like I don't think I like yeah. this person that I'm becoming. And so then that kind of gave me like when you were talking about um, having anxiety about what kind of content am I going to do now that I'm not with the creatures? Well, if I have to let go of this this part of me or this this part of my personality that's kind of come to the forefront, well, what does that yeah. mean for like, you know, the kind of fucking videos I make and um it's scary. Like you but but one thing I've noticed in this in this racket in this line of work is that you need to be prepared to reinvent yourself from time to time. Yeah, you need, you need to you need to sometimes yeah. just splash some cold water on your face, you know, metaphorically, and uh, yeah, absolutely, figure out something new that you enjoy doing. And uh, if if you can if you can consistently do that, I think that you're you're you, you have a better chance of keeping your head on straight and um and making better mm-hmm. content. You know, you're you're going to make better content if you're not constantly stressed about what kind of content you need to make. Um, yeah. Have you, have you had to reinvent yourself at all? Um, have you, uh, are there certain phases of Max's career? You know, like this quarter and this quarter or whatever?
1: Um, I don't know about like fully reinvent myself. It's still always stemmed from just like me being me. But um, I think a while back, uh, actually the shirt that I'm wearing right now is uh, from the show that I was on. Uh, getting into like role play stuff, tabletop things was just a completely different avenue that i'd never really jumped into and not that it like exploded me by any means but it definitely opened me up to a new audience that had never would have never found my content and there's people that have found my my streams and stuff because of that um so i was on you know a show called west marches and it was my first time doing dungeons and Dragon stuff and i fucking loved it because here's this thing now all of a sudden that i can use you know i can play being a character do my voices and things like that and and Learn the game and utilize it in in a way that that i'm really good at because I know I'm good at doing characters and I'm good at doing voices and stuff I just had to learn like the d and d aspect of it, and that led to another show court of swords, the one that that i have uh the shirt that I'm wearing right now, and I know a bunch of people found me through that uh, a lot of content with you know M E J P and and all of his stuff when we were doing um role play um, and that was that was something I never saw myself really doing. it just kind of happened um I've never really had too much reinventing. I definitely the shift from like YouTube to just Twitch, uh, more, shifting that focus, that was stressful at a time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because YouTube for the longest time was like the main paycheck that came in. Yeah. Um, but being able to like analyze and be like, listen, YouTube is just not the thing that you like doing as much anymore. You enjoyed t- Twitch a lot more and this can sustain you just by itself. So maybe we should actually just shift focus over to doing you know more live content this doesn't mean that your youtube has to go away this doesn't mean you can't come back to it again and in a weird way since i don't get as much views and things and it's not my main focus on on youtube now if i make content now like i feel a lot more free to make just shit that i'm just like whatever let's see just make it for the sake of making it rather than having that like i need to fulfill these videos because i know they're going to do good let's make some prop hunt let's make some you know hide and seek uh that was another time too. Like back when I had still like a machinima contract with like a favorable flat CPM, you know, so I was able to like earn money.
0: That's sweet. I sweet wanted to 250 like 50 CPM plus. Yeah. Motivus, I wanted yeah. to,
1: I wanted to capitalize so much on that. And I was killing myself. I was making three videos every single day, every single day, three videos and going to events. So if I went to an, a PAX or whatever,
0: you would upload you know, in advance or whatever.
1: I had to pump out like 16, 20 videos or whatever it was for how long I was going to be gone. Jeez, and when, whenever people are like, man, I missed those great days. When Max would upload, you know, so many videos. You used to get three videos a day, I'm like, I don't miss them at all I was like, killing myself, fuck fucking yeah. I was fucking
0: it. dying inside what you- <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I enjoyed making, like, I enjoyed recording Most of the time, but the the After just Trying to, like, you know, make 16, 20 Videos just because you're going to be out of town for a while And <sighs> Yeah, it was terrible um, <laughs> But, would I have done it again? Probably, just just to Take advantage
2: of the, Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: max knew enough to be like listen we should really take care take advantage of this time where you you know these videos are going to do good and you know you're going to get that you know expected amount from from the videos and it helped (laughs) me like build up like more of a savings and things like that but as far as content creation man if i do stuff on youtube now i don't know it's all it's all just experimentation and uh, and and i feel a lot more free to just do whatever the hell i want in there because that's not the that's not my main source of income. I have a lot more different yeah. things, whether it be sponsored stuff, Twitch things, you know, long-term sponsorships or just other little things here and there. Yeah. I'm not just like beholden to just the YouTube algorithm in the game of, of that.
0: That YouTube algorithm can, can, can be a black mark on your soul. It, it's uh brutal. Yeah. I, I have the same exact view of YouTube. Now it's completely, a labor of love. I think I lose money now with like the um the the paying for an editor and everything like that. Mm-hmm, so I yeah. just keep it open for like sponsored content if that comes up. Um, yeah, but, that's the other but, thing too. But I don't I don't make money off of the ads on YouTube and, uh, anymore. And I had a similar kind of trajectory. Like in two thousand fourteen, I shifted over to Twitch sort of out of necessity for like quick cash. Um, but it ended up being something that I noticed was way more sustainable for me. Um, so even though I think YouTube technically probably takes less time. Um, if you're gonna make, if you're trying to make like the same amount of money or whatever, uh, I I think that 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 Twitch is just with the with the community interaction, um, it makes it so that it it feels less, it it saps your soul less, is what basically what it felt like. Well, to it's me. also like you're performing,
1: right? You're, you you YouTube by its design and its nature is like if you make a video and you put and, and YouTube is like your your main. Let's say YouTube is your main source of income, like how it used to be for me and, and you. Uh, you put so much if you put a lot of time into something a video that you think is really really good most of the time it's not gonna get the views that you you want yep. and that could be so disheartening and you're yeah. just like I, I don't why why i even try at this you know yeah,
0: yeah you're I not still- hitting
1: the the different trends and stuff that the youtube algorithm algorithm who the fuck knows at this point how it works yeah uh if it if you don't you know do something that it likes uh whereas twitch you can get a decent idea of like what's working and what's not, and you can pivot pretty well you know and, and change stuff if something's not working on a stream, you can always just switch to a different game, yeah and it's a lot more satisfying because there's that instant interaction and gratification and validation of of people watching you yeah um, that's a lot more enjoyable for me, and I'm sure for you too
0: Oh, I have a blast streaming most most of the time so, sometimes it's tough if you're not sometimes like in the, it's shitty if, 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 if you're not in the right mindset, it can be kind of tough because I feel guilty like I feel bad. Um, cause people are taking their time to, yeah, you know, there's people that have been subscribed to my stream now for 80, 90 years, uh, not years, well, uh, months. And, um, yeah. uh, so like to have that much investment, uh, it's incredibly flattering. So, you know, the, the, you're someone that has earned their view consistently for like five, six, seven years. And, yeah. uh, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling like I'm a hundred percent on, then I, then I start to like beat myself up a little bit. Like, why the fuck are you watching me? Like, I'll ask myself that in my head. And then, um yeah you sort of like develop a rapport with them too like you mentioned earlier that you have viewers that can tell if you're not in a great mood and right. I have this one viewer who just sees through my soul every time <laughs> every time I'm like every time I'm in a real shitty mood if I'm feeling like down on myself or I'm like, external stresses have sort of been distracting me or whatever they'll come in and just immediately be like wow Hutch looks depressed <laughs> like damn <Yeah>. it <laughs> I don't want you to see me like that and um but you know Shitty times aside, it's, you know, it's an incre- incredible line of work. And obviously, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. So,
1: yeah. Also, the fact, though, that people can get so, so connected to you through, through Twitch and things like that. You don't really have that as much with YouTube because you, you can edit and cut out the stuff that you don't like. Where Twitch is raw, there's only so much you can hide, you know. And when people come back day in and day out, even if you're trying to put on a happy face, like people are going to uh, find that out, you know, and they're going to be able to tell something's off. Yeah, I think also too just the raw transparency of just being able to see and connect with you in that way and get to know you, it's more genuine, you know? Uh, and that's always what I've enjoyed mm-hmm. about Twitch too, is just, you can't bullshit as much uh, as, as you could making like a highly produced or cut up thing. Yeah. And that's why I've always enjoyed Twitch more. Um, yeah. One of the reasons, obviously, but there's a lot of other reasons to it.
0: Um yeah, I started getting into um, towards towards the end of last year. Actually, no, pretty much the whole the whole last year, um, I started doing like a lot of political stuff, and that's yeah. that's one area where you can't fuck up. So if you join a panel, like you need to know what you're talking about, because if you bullshit- yeah, I want to hear you
1: talk about that. Like how's how is that? I know it's you well, having me as a guest, but I really want to know how that was for you, because you've talked about it a little bit, like taking the gamble on getting into political stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, but, it 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 totally paid off. I mean, last year was, yeah. I think, one of my one of my most successful years on Twitch. Um, but but it's scary because again, like these are topics that are sometimes incredibly complex. Yeah. So you have to do homework. Like you have to actually. You know, if I'm if I'm on a panel for something, I try to do like, a, you know, at least a little bit of homework so I know what I'm talking about. But that fear of looking like an idiot, because there are a lot of like really highly educated people in that space. And, yeah, if, and if you sure. if, if you present yourself as though you're smarter than you actually are, they'll you'll get fucking eaten alive. It's so brutal. Like
1: I tell you this, <laughs> I would never do what you do. I, I would never do that. <laughs> Having oh. like being a a political content creator and and being on a panel I wouldn't fuck with that shit ever.
0: <laughs> well, I've I've backed away a little bit like in the last like month just because the more time you set, the more time you spend in that space, I mean, there there are a lot of like r- really toxic individuals yeah. in that space and and so much of the discourse is toxic. And some of these toxic people I still like, but they're just extremely toxic. And I'm at a point in my mm-hmm. life where I don't thrive on that kind of energy anymore. I think maybe like 10 years ago, I I think I would have thrived on it, but I'm not looking to get into like a screaming match with somebody. Um, If it it happens, it happens, but I'm not looking for it to happen. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't have the energy for it anymore. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter as much to me anymore. I don't, I don't feel the need to like prove to people like, Hey, I'm fucking educated or informed or smart. I just, I know my own limitations. And then on top of that, like being in this space for too long you meet a lot of like really intelligent people and so if you if you had this idea in your head like oh yeah i'm a pretty fucking smart guy it can be humbling because (laughs) there are some people that have like graduates degrees they can speak for like three hours off the top of their head
1: you really yeah you realize how much not on their level you are Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, sometimes yeah so
1: that's good those are good experiences even in in (laughs) in anything like even in streaming and stuff um the only thing i can relate to that is just i not political wise but just what you're talking about being loud and screaming and stuff. I'm very much not that content creator either too. Like I don't need to be the center of attention. <laughs> at all. But like, if I know that there's some like young, if, if I'm on some collaborative thing, if there's some streamer, that's like just really being loud and they don't understand like the give and go of, of just like content creation. I think in my opinion, at its best when you have that nice balance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to engage that, that guy. I don't feel like I need to, 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 to hog that, that spotlight and be loud.
0: Yeah, that's. Another- However, I
1: will take over the show, and I'm going to ask you another follow-up question. Uh, <laughs> okay. I do like being the center of attention when it comes to interviews. Okay. Um, when was your first orgasm?
0: Oh, I remember specific- very vividly. <laughs> very vividly well I mean I had had, I, I, had, had a, uh, I, I had had a wet dream I think like in, in like fifth grade but I didn't really know what the fuck was going on like I, I remember <laughs> had it like I, it, it was it was something to do with like me and a naked woman in a waterfall is all I remember and then I woke up I'm like what the fuck is that so but the first time I had, a, I had an orgasm <laughs> orgasm I was uh in sixth grade so I would have been 11 I believe 11 or 12 I didn't know what was going to happen. And so when it, when it did happen, it was a surprise to me. And, uh, let's just say one of the couches got defiled a little bit. One of the family couches <laughs> I look back. It's so gross. Oh, Wait, what, 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 what made you think of that? By the way, you just, no, you it was just of, random thinking about orgasms.
1: I mean, as you do no more than the regular person thinks about orgasms.
0: I don't know if just I random, think about orgasms. To, the extent to which I think about an orgasm is like, huh, I want an orgasm and then I'll just fucking have an orgasm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what? I think as you've got as you get older, for me, how many times have you just given up on 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 having an orgasm, like jerking off? How how many times are you just like, "Nah, it's just not happening.
0: Not recently. I, I get the no? I get I get the job done. I get the job done every time. Yeah.
1: I don't do it a lot, but that happens a lot more as I've been older. I'm like, you know what? I got I got stuff to do. I got like ten minutes. I got to be doing this thing. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Younger Max would have been like, nope, this is priority number one. <laughs>
0: like, well, I've gotten um, very efficient. It doesn't take me very long at all, Max. So I'm talking. 30. If I
1: really want to get the job done, I can. I'm no. saying I can. It's just, I think the difference is just being older Max is like, eh, we'll just, we'll just knock it out later. It's
0: fine. Yeah, I think I'll just go eat some bread instead or something boring, whatever <laughs> old, or old people do.
1: What is this this podcast evolved into? Yeah, don't let me hijack it and do this. Uh, well, I was gotta,
0: ex- I was hoping that what you'd are be,
1: things that other I, people uh, you've asked? I don't know.
0: Well, I was hoping that you'd be more fucked up than you you actually are. That's but you're, the thing, though. It's like yeah, you're I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, than than everybody else I've had on. So no, I'm still enjoying this podcast. But I I did have another question written down. So um yeah, and, what and, was and, that? And, So what I wanted to ask you was um so we talked a lot about like self we talked talked a lot about our own like individual experiences and certain low points and ways of dealing with that uh but but I, I the one thing i haven't asked anybody yet is how how are you a good friend to or a good whoever to somebody who's going through it have you ever had instances in your life where people that you were close with got real low um or, or started going through some shit and then it, and then it forced you to ask yourself you know well, how can i how can i be a good friend here or a good boyfriend or a good son, whatever.
1: Just in general or anybody in content creation, I guess? Yeah,
0: basically just to put it, like, put it differently. Like, how do, you, how, do you, how do you support people who are going through depression? If, if, if that's something that you have experience with.
1: I think the best way, and it doesn't work with everybody because it depends on your relationship with them. For me, is I just actually just try to set aside time to talk with them and, and find out like what is actually bothering them. And sometimes it's hard to, to figure out. I'm not somebody that 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 is gone to therapy, um, uh, but I really want to. Uh just just to have that experience and talk to somebody who's objective and, you know, someone that can help you work through anything that's going on.
0: Why haven't anyway, you gone if you uh if you're curious about it?
1: Um probably through lack of just making it a priority for me because I don't think I have any one particular issue that I need to like really work out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it just hasn't been a thing. And and as a streamer, you know, making time for something like that. Uh And also obviously like pandemic, that didn't help either. You can do online stuff as well too, but I I think I'd like the first time for me to be like, uh, in person, I'd like, I'd like that, um, that experience of talking to somebody and being in the same room and being able to like, kind of get, feel out the vibe and they feel out my vibe, I guess, in that aspect. But Mm -hmm. for me, I try to talk to somebody as much as I can and, and relate in any way I can, because I think one of the biggest things that everybody spirals in self-doubt is just they, they feel like. And I'm speaking from my own personal experience. You feel like that you. You're somehow fucked up and no other people can relate to what you're going through. Having somebody yeah. just relate to what you're going through, even a little and recognize that you're not the only one that's that that's had this happen to. Yeah. is just so big, you know, and this is me speaking just from my own experience. I don't know shit about, you know, um, therapy or anything like that. Yeah. But that's the biggest thing for me. And, and if I can help somebody like relate, if I can relate to them even just a little bit and, and use any experience that I've had, I've had to apply to them just so they understand they're not alone in that respect. That I think can help a whole bunch. And I know that it has helped a whole bunch.
0: Um, yeah. Getting vulnerable is, is one of the,
1: one of the, that's, that's the thing too. Just being okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. I was not like that <laughs> when I was younger, you know, as many of us are, just being okay with, we talking about your feelings, maybe having a good cry. You know, yeah. Uh, that shit's rough when you're younger because you're supposed, especially like you know, the stigma is a dude you're not not supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to be okay with being vulnerable, I guess, is just the the simplest way of putting it.
0: Well, being I think I've gotten a
1: lot better with that.
0: Being vulnerable yourself can be can be one of the kindest gestures that you can give to someone who's going through it because like you said when people are going through stuff and they're getting they're hitting a real low point a lot of the times it involves like self-doubt so you ask yourself these questions like how did i get here and then how the fuck am i ever going to get out of here and if you get to a place of hopelessness you think to yourself well i'm never going to get out of here and then that depression can really spiral and then every day after that you're just in that mindset of my life is fucked I feel stuck. I don't see a way out of this. I'm fucked. Uh and yeah. if you and if somebody in your life that you know and respect opens up to you and is and 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 becomes vulnerable to you, shares their experience, it can help to to instill a sense of confidence in the person that you're speaking with. So it help it can help them to come to the idea or come to the understanding that they can get through it and it's just going to take a little bit of work because here's this person that i respect i never would have thought that they would have been in a low point but they're not in a low point anymore now so therefore you know there is a path there is a path to get out of this um yeah and unfortunately i think a lot of people just don't they don't like being super vulnerable especially in this in this space where so much of it is about exuding um, yeah. Confidence, that confidence you're the shit and success. All that yeah. Money. That's probably all that yeah. shit. I mean, it just, you know, all, it, it, and it, it's, it's hard to be, I, I imagine it's hard to be a good friend to someone if that's, if that's like all yeah. you're focused on. Um,
1: I think one of the biggest things I've helped is just as a content creator with peers and other friends of mine who got into it after I did. And I saw them, you know, go through the, the ups and downs of content creation is just having them helping them deal with the fact that like the numbers aren't always going to be going up, you know, the, the, peaks and valleys. And Mm. I maintain to this day that anybody who's able to have long term success in this industry, in this racket are going to be the ones that are able to weather the lows and understand that it's not always going to be a low. It's not always going to be a high it's fluid always. And this, this goes for anybody who you think that is established, like really successful content creators that you, you think can, can never do any wrong like that that fear of like it all going away never goes away yeah (laughs) like at least for me at any level of my career even when i was like really doing well or or whatever yeah like now i don't just sit here thinking like i got it fucking made i definitely have i'm well off in terms of a lot of people in my age group you know Uh, and the fact that it came from video games and making content around it, like that's fucking crazy. And and young Max never would have thought that was the case, but that fear never goes away fully of, you know, some of it's a little bit imposter syndrome on some days. Why? Like you touched on why the fuck are people watching me? I wouldn't watch this. You know, (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking boring. Um, I'm not
0: saying anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But in my experience, the ones who are able to have long-term success, um, are the ones who are able to weather the, those low points as best they can. You know, a lot like, of the times, no. go ahead. Well,
0: I was going to say, it's like you said, you have to pay attention somewhat to a certain degree about, you know, to analytics, but sure. I'm, I'm similar to you. I don't, I don't deep dive into my analytics at all. Um, yeah. and, uh, I've just come to expect a certain, you know, like a range of money that I'll make each month. I've just yeah. come to expect that. And, um, some, some, some months are better than others, other months are worse than others, and you know, right now is an interesting time that we're in right now too, because a lot of the COVID restrictions are being lifted, and so people are spending more time outdoors. And so I've noticed yeah. that um, views are a little bit down on my channel, but I've also noticed that they're a little bit down on like a lot of people's channels right now. But it makes perfect sense why that would be the case, because because yeah. you know we're in a transition period right now, and uh, eventually it, it will stabilize. But yeah. I was gonna, I was going to say like when you do when you do content creation and you and you and you you get to a point where you familiarize yourself with these peaks and valleys. When you hit those valleys, it it makes it easier to weather them when you have the experience of coming back from that. Yeah. Uh, So, you you know, know like it's going to come
1: back. Yeah. uh, You get
0: in your head, you can think to yourself, you know, like I've been here before and uh, you know, I found a way to sort of reinvent my content and you know, things got better again and there's no reason why I can't do that now. So you, you, you get a little bit more confident, but if, if, if all you're doing is just spending every day like looking at your social blade or looking at your deep dive analytics on God, Twitter or social Twitch blade. or whatever, th- that would be fucking. I know a lot of people. You remember when so many people were obsessed with with social blade and shit like that yeah. back in like 2000? That's all they were talking about.
1: So much. And right. I hated it then, and I still hate that.
0: <laughs> it came up casually in conversation, like, "Bro, what's your social blade?" And like, 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 it was just such yeah. a it's such a toxic. You know, I can't live like that because. If, I always if, said,
1: I don't know. And don't tell me mine because right. <laughs> I don't want to know.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, I I totally agree with you. I think it's better to remove yourself from that as much as possible. Ideally, you and I would have like a personal assistant who who would be the one to, you know, um, deep dive and all that stuff. And then and then pe- people like you and me could just purely focus on being present with streams and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you know. I
1: mean, and I don't necessarily have people that are like crawling through my analytics and everything like that. But having like representation at all, like having a manager or whatever that, that helps like do some of that stuff. And even if just, just in terms of like, uh, fielding deals and stuff for you and, and doing, if they have an idea of different, you know I and mean? Like just somebody to help assist you at all. Like, that's great. And I do have a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but I don't have somebody that like deep dives into my analytics and, and says like, well, after this stream, you peaked at this point and blah, 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 none yeah. of None of that. Like, um, And definitely still pay attention to your analytics but just i for me personally it's it's better with my own psyche and the way i create content (laughs) to not look at it as much because in my mind if i'm obsessed with that stuff i'm not focusing on actually being present in the stream and if i'm not doing that then more than likely the stream's going to suffer as a result
0: yeah the dream for me is to um like I would want Esme to 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 come on like full time and 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 help me with all the back end stuff, but it's also very scary because then I would be take you know it, there would be a lot of responsibility, a lot of financial responsibility for both of us, and um you know there's also like a question of insurance and stuff like that. Um, mm. but it's it's something that I think about and uh, but but there's also concern about like having that much of your life wrapped up in the person that you're with. So we would like not only live together and we're we are together, but we'd be working together. There's something daunting about that, but. There's also yeah. something very appealing about that. I th- I think it could actually work quite well, but it's it's also just quite risky and I don't know if I'm willing to take that risk right now and I know she's not either. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely one of those things where you're going to have more challenges that you haven't faced before if you're working with, you know, your significant other in whatever it it may be. I don't even think that's just limited to content creation, but definitely with content creation too.
0: How do you work? Um, how, how do you how do you do uh um how do you do um, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff with, with your schedule? Like, do you, do you take a, d- is there a specific day that you take off?
1: Um, yeah. Sundays
0: to, to spend time with the person that you're with. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sundays are my designated day off and that's the time that I, I, I allocate to to just spending time with them.
0: Yeah. I think that's and important. That works, that's important that to have one, one set day off. There it's, has to be, there yeah. has to
1: be a, a day and you know, so many streamers and up and coming people, like, you're just chasing that success and they just, don't even realize that they're gonna they're they're just burning themselves out. I know streamers that are, even now that have been doing it for a while and they know that they should take a day off and they just don't. <laughs> and, not and it's me. Just, yeah. It's just so important to have that little reset or just social time with the person that you love, you know, and that you care about that's not related to <laughs> being on the internet. It's just so much, it's very healthy.
0: <laughs> you know what? Now I'm remembering the conversation that we had years ago. I think we talked about burnout. I think yeah, was, we talked I think, a lot about burnout. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, okay, that's that's all coming back to me now. Yeah. All right, well, listen, so Gassy. My thing. Yep. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Um you're generous with your time. You didn't have to do this and uh Sorry I'm and, not
1: more fucked up, man. No. But, you no, know no, I no. talked about what I knew.
0: No. I don't <laughs> want you to think that that went bad. I enjoyed that conversation no, a lot. No. So so um and I'm sure the chat did too. Chat, did you enjoy the conversation? Thank Gassy for coming on. Um do you want to plug yourself a little bit? Where can people find you on YouTube, Twitter, um, Twitch, all that.
1: Generally speaking, you can just look up Gassy Mexican. You can find me everywhere. Um, I stream every day on twitch.tv dot slash Gassy Mexican. Usually about nine PM Central. Um and then uh Sundays are my day off. And on Saturday, we've been watching Star Trek the next gen- or Star Trek Deep Space Nine season two. We do Star Trek Saturdays. We watch all of the next generation. So if you like Star Trek, we're making our way through Deep Space Nine, which I've never watched all the way through. Um so it's how much, t- to me. So how much you,
0: time do you spend watching those on Saturdays? Is it like eight hour binge sessions?
1: About like six episodes at least. Sometimes yeah. it's eight or nine, depending on how how much stamina we got. So wow. join us for those. They're real real fun if you want to. Nice. Um, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Um, I don't know. Watch my stuff if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. I enjoyed talking with you, man. You're yeah, one of those hi. people that it's very easy to talk to. And I, I, it's, I've known you for a while, but we don't always like spend a whole lot of time together. But when we do, it's easy. You know.
0: I worry that sometimes I'm too intense. Like I don't, I don't make enough jokes. No, I get, I, I, I get self-conscious about that. I think you're all right. Too serious. Sometimes I think, I, I think
1: if you're doing a show about mental health, like you kind of need to every now and then, you know, bring it back on track and, and, and try to at least see, you know, where you can go with it. Cause you don't know, depending on the guest, where you're going to go, you know, what you're going to get out of them. Um, somebody like me, you're going to be like,
0: yeah, my parents were all right. It was all right.
1: I had acne in high school.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're feeling self conscious Well, no, this is like the interesting part of, um, I, I actually enjoy that challenge. Like I'm starting to actually give a shit about how I interview people. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to like, give it some thought and actually employing some new strategies and stuff. And it, and it's rewarding as fuck because I'm actually, I feel myself, um, improving. So I love, I love a good curveball every once in a while. You got to be able to improvise if you're going to do this kind of thing. So
1: Yeah. I think, I think most of my mental health stuff, uh, tumultuous times that I've had, is probably more related to content creation, uh, you know, rather than like messed up childhood kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Well,
0: super relevant. So, yeah. All right. Um, listen, enjoy your weekend and, uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'd like to play some more Warzone with you one of these days.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll install the 70 gigs or whatever it is again to <laughs> play with you.
0: All right, buddy. All right. We'll take it easy, man.
1: Yep. Have it going.